prepared, ready for it. If anybody asks what Christmas stands for, what do you say? Well, maybe it's time for gifts, time off from work, or some would say what well, something about the uh, birth or what the Christians believe. But what does the Bible tell us? Well, there's a song uh, when you were a little kid growing up and you know, singing, uh, Yes, Jesus loves me, and yes, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me because the Bible tells us so. So what does the Bible tell us about how he loves us? In the first John 4, uh, verse 9 says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is what Christmas is. That the one whom he sent is with us. This is like uh, God's mission statement on how he was going to come and take us back home. The Bible tells us that he loved us so much that he sent his son to give us. Give us what? The gift of salvation so that we can live through him. So this is a statement of love. This is a statement of doing. This is a statement of action. This is a statement of sacrifice. This is a statement of God being with us. This is a statement of the deity of Jesus proven. This is a statement of what was foretold happened. This is a statement of messianic prophecy fulfilled. This is a statement of salvation Salvation that has its root in the unconditional love of God. You cannot, we cannot separate the salvation from the love of God. And all these things that we talk about in the Christmas time and the salvation, it contains what God calls it the cup of salvation. So we're talking about for last seven uh, to eight uh, weeks, this series on messianic prophecy from his uh, birth to all the way to his birth to, to ascension and resurrection and ascension. So let's review. First of all, we need to understand what is messianic prophecy um, as compared to the spiritual gift of prophecy, we get confused, and this is one thing that I want to really zero in as we continue with this series. Messianic prophecy is fundamentally different than the spiritual gift of prophecy that we've been talking about in previous uh, series. What is the difference? Messianic prophecy is given by God. In the Old Testament, it was directly spoken by God through prophets. It's recorded in the Bible. No one can dispute that. It's not an opinion. It's not an interpretation. It's what's spoken, what's written in the Bible. And this Bible, what is written and what's recorded is foretelling what is to come, the Christ Jesus, the birth of the Christ and in the Messianic prophecy of salvation was clearly told. And this Christmas we celebrate the fulfillment of that salvation. 
the prophecy of salvation. The spiritual gift of prophecy, on the other hand, is given to us New Testament through the Holy Spirit. It's given to all of us. For what? For edifying, helping others through encouragement, comforting them, and strengthening their faith through each other so that we can grow together. The 1 Corinthians 14, 3, 4 clearly indicates, but everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and a comfort. That's what it is. That's why in Christmas time, we come together to do exactly this. We recognize the prophecy that's been fulfilled. The Christ was born and given to us. And what do we do? We comfort each other. We encourage each other. We strengthen each other. So the knowing the messianic prophecy gives us the assurance and the confidence of all things in life is purposed by God so that we can love each other with conviction. So, so far we've been talking about the following, the, the lineage, his lineage, the genealogy, the birth of ministry, the mistreatment and uh, misunderstanding, crucifixion, his office, and the deity. Lineage, that we are in his lineage because once you proclaim Christ as, uh, as your Savior, you become part of lineage. What? Because we become part of his family through the power of the Holy Spirit. And because Adam was conceived by the Holy Spirit and Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, when you press to be in him, you become, we become his children. Therefore, we are in his lineage. The birth was foretold where he was going to be born and by who, the virgin, all that was foretold and it was fulfilled. And the ministry of Jesus, he came. He said he's going to deliver the power of the gospel. And Christ came and he delivered the power of the gospel. Mistreatment and misunderstanding. Yes, there was a lot of rejection, ridicule, and mockery. And it was foretold and it happened. Crucifixion, the essence of Christianity, that his son will come and die, it happened. His office, that his son will be, will be born and to be called the prophets and priests and our kings, it happened. That's what the people called him during, in the Old Testament when he was with us on this planet. His deity, that what he said, truly, truly, what he claimed to be, that is God, truly he was the Son of God. Today, so we'll talk about salvation, and next we'll talk about ascension to complete this series. Salvation. So what is salvation? Psalm 116.13 says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. The question is, what's in the cup of salvation? For one, what's in the cup of salvation is the gift that we exchange on Christmas Day. So as we celebrate this Christmas, one form that we do to encourage and to comfort, to, to bring about the joy, we exchange a gift. What is the gift? The essence of gift is the love of God. 
that created all this. Yes, more than just his birth, more than just his physical birth, we celebrate what he stands for. That's what is in the cup of salvation. We celebrate his purpose. We celebrate what he has done for us. We celebrate that messianic prophecy was fulfilled. That's what we celebrate, the cup of salvation. That's what's in it. We celebrate the fact that he is our prophet, our priest, and our king. That's what we celebrate. That's what's in the cup of salvation. We celebrate his deity, that he's equal with God the Father, that he is the everlasting Father, Almighty God, and the Prince of Peace. That's in the cup of salvation. We celebrate his resurrection that he has risen. That's in the cup of salvation. We celebrate that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. That's in the cup of salvation. That's what we celebrate. That's what's in the cup of salvation. That's the meaning of the birth of baby Jesus. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. The cup of salvation perfectly, clearly means sacrifice and thanksgiving for that great and great deliverance from the bondage from our sins. The cup of salvation means that amazing blessings and the grace that we are new again. The cup of salvation is filled with the promises of hope and joy. And the cup of salvation is full of, beyond its brim, the love of God for us. Messianic prophecies about God foretelling what he was going to do because of his love for us and fulfilling them in his blood. The cup contains, if you look at the cup of salvation, contains the essence of his love, God's love, and his son's blood. That's what's in the cup of salvation. If you lift that cup of salvation, you look at it, you should see the love of God and his blood. Psalm 23, 5, 6 is about the overflowing love. You, you prepared a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and forever. Here the cup contains love, which has its root of salvation. The cup of love overflowing with the care for his ship. That's us. Giving us abundantly even during the difficult times. Even when facing the enemies. 
the cup overpouring with the Holy Spirit because God loves us, because He intended from the beginning to deliver us, that He will rescue us and bring us back to Him, back home. And He intended to save us through His Son, Jesus. That's what's in the cup, the love of God. The cup of salvation contains God's love and His Son's blood. Mark 10, 38 is about blood. Jesus said, can you drink the cup I drink? Can you drink the cup I drink? Or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. What is Jesus drinking from the cup? His cup is referring to the suffering on our behalf. His cup, his baptism, referring to death of oneself and becoming anew again. Bible prophesies that this will happen. Isaiah 53, 5, 6, that he will be suffered and will die for our sins. Isaiah 53, 5, 6, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace upon him. And by his wound we are healed. We all are like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And here's the fulfillment, Romans 5, 6, and 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly, that's us. Verse 8, but God demonstrated what his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The cup of salvation contains love and his son's blood. God foretold what was going to happen with love and he finished it. He fulfilled it with his son's blood. First Corinthians eleven twenty five. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Yes, the cup also represents, the cup also contains his blood. His blood represents atonement, represents justification, it represents sanctification. In other words, we have been reconciled with God. We are now declaring, or we've been declared righteous by the blood of Christ, that we are being made more and more holy through faith in Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means by atonement, justification, sanctification, respectively. And this is what we celebrate on Christmas. The cup of salvation that contains 
God's love and the blood of his son. That brings us the joy and the hope. And that is why Christmas is all about joy and hope through baby Jesus. He was given birth because his father's love. And the true meaning of Christmas, therefore, is love. Love allowed us, actually love allows us to give and to share. Love allows us to forgive and accept. Love allows us to die oneself and sacrifice for another. Love allows us to be with God. Love allows us to be called children of God. Love allows us to be saved. Love allowed us to have an eternal life. Love allowed us to have this very salvation. John 3.16, the verse that you know so well. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is salvation. God's love leading ultimately to eternal life through his Son. And Christmas is for remembering all this. The cup of salvation. The festivity of salvation. And this is why in Christmas time, we all should be cheerful, joyful, and lively. We are to be in high spirit, bright and sunny, smiling, festive, and be glad. This is Christmas. To celebrate this incredible Incredible act of love. Some time ago, I don't know, four, five, some years ago, I went to some city in northern China, which is somewhat closer to the border of to North Korea. And I met a, a potential client of mine for my business and design business. So we were going out for lunch. I was there for four or five days, and one day he took me to the mall to have lunch over there. I was so shocked what I have experienced in the malls of China during the Christmas time. I was there first or second week of December. When I walked in there, I thought it was America 30 years ago, <clears throat> America 20 years ago. I saw these Christmas trees all over the place. I saw Christmas lights. I saw the reefs. I saw, what else? What kind of ornaments are there? Everything that you see in the public places 20, 30 years ago is in China. I was shocked. So I asked them, my potential client and says, do you do this every year? He says, yes, we do this every year. Then I hear these songs coming out of that speaker's. Christmas songs. I was shocked again. So I asked him, do you know the songs? Yes, I do. I know the songs. <clears throat> you know, there are two different kinds of Christmas songs. Do you know the differences? No. Well, there's one called party songs, like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. They're party songs. Well, that sounds good. We like it. 
But then there are Christmas carols. What's Christmas carols? Well, it's about the singing, about the birth of Christ, the, the one who originated the spirit of Christmas. Do you know the difference? He was puzzled. He had never heard the birth of Christ. So I went on to explain to him. He was like, huh? I had a chance to witness. But he said at the end, whether it's party songs, Christmas carol, we don't really care. We like them all. God has his ways. Christmas is about being cheerful, joyful, and lively. And God has his ways. They were just happy experiencing the ambience of Christmas. When I looked at that, there is hope, even in tightly controlled socialist country. One day I hope they too will come to experience what is in the cup of salvation. Not just to experience the ambience of Christmas, but to experience what is in the cup of salvation. Christmas isn't about just the birth of Christ. It's about how God demonstrated his love. Now the question to you is, how would you show that love to one another? Yes, we show that love through exchanging gifts. The extension of that exchanging the gift is to exercise the spiritual gift of prophecy that we encourage we comfort and we strengthen each other's faith. That's what we are called to do. Christmas is also about the saving grace of his son's blood. It's about sacrifice. So now, what are you willing to sacrifice for me as we embrace Christmas week? I will yield my opinion for the sake of the peace of the family. Keep my mouth shut. You want to go there? Sure. You want to eat this? Fine. Try that. Peace, encourage, comfort them. And sacrifice. That's what we are called to do. It's about what's in the cup of salvation. It's about what's contained in the cup of salvation, the amazing gift of love and the amazing power of his blood. That's what's in the cup of salvation. Messianic prophecy foretold in New Old Testament that Messiah will be born for salvation. Isaiah 7, 14 Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be with a child, and he will, will give a birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. That Jesus is God. Fulfillment, it happens. John three sixteen. For God, I know you know this Bible verse, but look at it again. Word by word. And try to really understand that this is the cup of salvation. For God so loved 
What's in the cup of salvation? Love and blood. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And it happened. He gave. Happened. What was foretold happened. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's a salvation. Here's the takeaway. Salvation in terms of a messianic prophecy is about God loving us so much that he foretold that he would send his son to save us. And it happened. That's what it is. For us, what does that mean? One, it means whoever believes in him will be saved. I know you will believe that. Second, it also means we too can help. We too can save others by exercising, by using our spiritual gift of prophecy in strengthening the people's faith, encouraging and comforting. This is what is meant for us during this Christmas time, remembering to do all these things in addition to simply giving out, exchanging gifts. Merry Christmas to you all. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much. 